0: Hey, good morning everybody, Scott Luton here with Veteran Voices. Today's episode is a replay of an exceptional veterans panel that Greg White and I hosted on Veterans Day 2020. Stay tuned and you're gonna love this conversation. Welcome to Veteran Voices, a podcast dedicated to giving a voice to those that have served in our country's armed forces. On this series, which is part of the Supply Chain Now family of programming, We sit down with a wide variety of veterans and veteran advocates to gain their insights, perspective, and experiences. We'll talk with many individuals about their challenging transition from active duty to the private sector. And we'll discuss some of the most vital issues facing veterans today. Join us for this episode of Veteran Voices. Hey, good afternoon, Scott Luton, Greg White. Greg, how cool is that intro? That is pretty cool. <laughs> Tip of the hat to our friend Bradley, did a great job. And of course, Clay always does a great job. But hey, to our listeners and our audience, welcome to today's very special edition, Supply Chain Live. And, you know, Greg, it's Veterans Day here in the United States where we celebrate good. all the individuals that have worn the uniform. Uh, and, and we're really grateful for all of what they've done, all the service, all the sacrifice, and of course, all the folks that are currently wearing uniform uh, deployed here at home and abroad. So thank you to all uh, on behalf of our Supply Chain Now team. Uh, We take that very seriously and we're deeply, deeply uh, grateful. Greg, your take.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you say it a lot. Thank you for your service. But the truth is that service is not just the enlisted person, right? It's their family, um, you know, this it, this is a it's a real job. Right. And it it means like it does mean life and death and it is not a small undertaking. So yep. uh, it's hard to overstate our appreciation. Well put.
0: Well put. And you know what? We've got a great special episode. We've got an outstanding uh, veteran panel. that, that Lively, folks-
1: You might even say,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was the liveliest pre-show we've had in quite some time. It was yeah. tough Fun. tough to get everybody on the same page, but I'm kidding. We had a blast and looking forward to sharing um, Mary-Kate, Matt, and Marina with our audience here today. But really quick, we got to pay the bills first, right? Yes, sir. All right. So let's share a couple of quick events uh, with our audience here. We've been talking about this upcoming webinar. We've got a week from today or a week from tomorrow, I should say, November 19th. All about IoT, right? Internet of Things. Greg, nothing new, but some of the way, some of the uh, applications that Bob Slevin with open text is going to share with us next week will undoubtedly be new, right? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we just talked
1: to somebody today about something I had not thought of as an IoT, but the the way that robotics works in a fulfillment facility, and you know, and their uh, ways to monitor the performance of things in the field. Mm. Um, how much your milk jug weighs in your refrigerator and whether you should be alerted to buy more. I mean, all of those things are practical and advanced are,
0: uh, are IOT. So uh, it's relevant big time. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So uh, we got a link to register for that in the show notes. Y'all check it out. We'd love to have you join us. And then from our friends at SAPIX, uh, we've got the 2020 SAPIX virtual conference coming up. Uh, achieve. Perfect 2020 supply chain vision. How about that, Greg? You can tell this is not just another
1: webinar by the cool nature (laughs) and all the colors on this graphic. I mean, I'm just, it it really says this is not just another webinar. I mean, other than literally saying it, the graphics really speak to that no more stodgy association.
0: Agreed. Right. So I I love how they've just owned that, they've just baked it into their hashtag. Uh, because you know, a lot of virtual events have been accused of just being kind of a webinar on steroids. But here, our friend Jenny Froome and the Sapix team will deliver it, and we are pleased to be a part of that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. So I am so excited to get to our panel today and get there comments out and their their point of view out to our audience let's say a, uh hello to a few folks really quick before we bring them on uh host way ramos the, the podcast star is with us hello host way yeah, great, great to see that. you i haven't i haven't got to see the episode that i saw that i haven't yet mervin is with us also via linkedin aaron freed who gave a great interview on our veteran voices episode right. aaron great to have you here on veterans day Tina is tuned in via LinkedIn. You want me to give got... that name a shot? I'll give it a shot, please.
1: Malashevsky,
0: let's nice. see how it goes. Very nice. Tina, I... Rate it. I'm <laughs> scale it one to ten. Give us uh, how well did Greg do? Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're playing that game and not me. Michelle sure. is here. Allison Giddens and hello, yeah. Michelle. Uh, pre- uh, hope you and the family are doing well. Allison Giddens, live stream star. Came on and wowed us all last week and, and uh, great to have you here as well. Allison. Two quick messages for Allison. Thank you for the heads up on the
1: pallets. And I have to confess, I went to Tacos del Chavo
0: without you, but I thought about you
1: while I was there. So. <laughs>
0: right. All right. So with no further ado, really excited about this panel. Let's, let's bring on Mary-Kate Saliva, Matt Brink, and Marina Rabinick. All right, hey everybody, how are we doing?
2: Great, glad awesome. to be here. Happy Veterans Day!
0: Yeah, likewise. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you Welcome all aboard. for your service. And guys and gals, we had a wonderful time in the pre-show. Uh, I think you're, it's going to spill right over into today's live stream.
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, have you? I have to ask you this: Have you ever been swooshed into anything before? Huh? No. That,
2: that was the
0: smoothest cool, swoosh-in right? ever. Yeah, almost <laughs> like <a information> somewhere <laughs> we got to we got to take Mary Kate's testimonial there, Clay and Amanda. We got to use that. So, yeah, uh, thanks so much. Appreciate again y'all's time today. I know y'all stay really busy. All volunteer leaders with an organization on the move called Vets to Industry, which we'll learn a little bit more about through the hour. But uh, all right. So jam packed. Um, so, Greg, before we dive in deeper and, and talk a variety of veteran issues, let's get to know our panel a little bit better. We've had a, uh, the ability to do that kind of uh, in the lead up to today's live stream and then in, in the pre-show. So let's start with Marina Rabinick. Let's let's, uh, you know, tell us about yourself. Kind of those um, those two hand gestures you, you're you talking about, <laughs> the, the, the professional. Yes. And the human element. So yes. tell, tell us a little about yourself. So that's funny that you chose me because
3: we were we were we were like rock paper scissors. Who is going to go first? I <laughs> um, won. Uh, well, I thought it was going to be you, <laughs> but I Um So I have been in the Navy now for twenty three years and nine months. She says with a question mark on the end. Yes, I have about a hundred and nine days left in the military. Wow. Um, And so what I'm doing currently is I am actually participating in something called a DOD Skill Bridge. It is an internship that the Department of Defense helps to set up um, for you. And I'm doing that with a company called Resilience Building Leader Program. Uh, They they do leadership certifications. And so um, that is what I'm doing now on top of, um, you know, being... VP of marketing for Vesta Industry with my my second who is right there. <laughs> awesome, Mary Kate.
0: So Marina, um, shame on me. I uh I should have done more homework. You're currently still in the yeah. I missed that completely. My apologies.
3: 9 days left, but I'm 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 so close I'm Not you know, <laughs> kind <of scared>. so,
1: <laughs> Um just to be clear Marina, then your internship is it vice president of merchandising for this organization?
3: No, 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 no. The, the, the VP of marketing is a, is a volunteer thing. Um, not paid. Got it. <laughs> Bruce says, but who's counting? <laughs> right. <laughs> that you, Bruce, I, wanted, I wanted
1: to say uh, that, but I thought I'd let somebody else take it. <laughs>
3: um, so, uh, and thank you for, to who said, thank you for my service. Oh, Mervin. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, the, the, the internship is, um, so originally I was going to be a, a PR specialist, but then they just asked me to do operations manager instead. Um, and that internship I'm doing is like six months long. For the last six months, you can do 180 days up to, and mine, they asked me to do the whole 180 days. Okay. Um, so stuff I like to do, um, we just adopted two new Kittens, um, love playing with them. What's um, their names? Um, Luna and Aries. Okay, Luna and oh
0: Aries. God. Don't go
3: there, Scott. <laughs> so
0: just, <laughs> where you're going. just so y'all know, Greg's got a cat named Shenanigans and uh, always like to catch my name. So it. Marina, all right, so um, uh, the cat's names again were? Oh, Luna, like the moon, and Aries, like the god of war. Love that, love that. <laughs> Um, well, gosh! Between uh, finishing out what an, an incredible year uh, career with the U.S. Navy, volunteering your time with this incredible organization on the move that's doing so much for so many people, Vets Industry, and now you're, you're um, herding cats, literally. Literally, and where do you get where do you get time in the day? I have absolutely no idea,
3: and honestly, I am not doing as much as our founder and CEO like. I don't know. I think he's like hashtag team no sleep because the dude is the like, see both both like, "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. uh, Brian Arrington is, (laughs) Oh yeah. He just went, look, yeah, that guy, (laughs) that guy with the little red tie on. Yes. He is hashtag team no sleep because I swear he has six children. Uh, a wife, you know, works, um, a full-time job and, He is the founder and CEO, or I'm sorry, founder, president, CEO, all of that jazz of vets' industry. So,
0: he's um, we love Brian. Extremely yeah. busy and excited about where y'all are headed and how many people you're helping. So, Marina, great to have you here. Um, we look forward to to picking your brain a little bit more here momentarily. Let's let's go right around at least where how y'all arranged on my screen. Uh, we'll drop down below Marina and Mary Kate Saliva. Uh, Mary Kate, tell us about yourself.
2: Yes. Oh, hi. Yeah. I was still like a little bit of like a Brady bunch, you know, in, in something like this. <laughs> but thank you for having me on the show and want to wish everybody a happy Blessed Veterans Day. I was actually a neat brat. My dad uh, served 20 years in the U.S. Navy, so they traveled around quite a bit. Um, but I ended up going Army. And <laughs> so here I am. And I am just like uh, Marina, I know, with my two uh, Navy colleagues over here, but um, I actually have 283 days left, so I'm falling closely behind Marina uh, chasing her to the finish line. Um, But with that, I definitely recommend uh, for those that are transitioning veterans to uh, volunteer because it's such a rewarding experience to be able to give back to the veteran community and being part of Vets to Industry, being able to let veterans know about over 40,000 veteran organizations that are out there offering resources and services. And a lot of veterans I speak to can't even name 10 of them. So it's a incredible opportunity. Um, I'm here in North Carolina and I'm also a a volunteer part of my free time, uh, a victim advocate for uh, victims of human trafficking. So it's something I studied in graduate school, uh, and I'm really passionate about and, uh, it's just a great opportunity to give back to my uh, local community.
0: Love that Mary Kate. And and, yeah. and you, how long have you served?
2: Uh, I'll have a total of uh, 11 years when my time, my clock ends.
0: Wow, thank you so much! And again, uh, I agree. I echo what you said about about volunteering because it allows you to to gain different skill sets, kind of on the civilian side. It helps you build a network, and most importantly, it helps you give back. and And we all win, right? When when we're giving back or giving forward, as as Greg has coined here. So one more thing, um, Mary Kate, uh, on a human side, right? What's one thing that you love to do when you're not helping others and serving?
2: I'm actually an old lady at heart. I love antiquing. So (laughs) I love going to flea markets and, and antiquing. And my grandmother taught me how to knit. So uh, the guys joke with me because they, they think my furniture is haunted. You know, they come over to my house and they're like, you know, did someone die in that chair? I don't want to sit in it. So I definitely love, you know, any good antique shows around, I'll, I'll be there. So,
0: so Mary-Kate, you got to come to Monroe, Georgia, which is right around the corner from where we live. It's supposed to be the, I think, the an- antique capital of the southeast or maybe the country, but um, yeah, come check it out. I think you would, you would be able to spend a couple of days in antique heaven. Yeah, so, okay. oh,
2: that'd be fantastic. My dad had a, had an old Pontiac, and so we used to ride around in the, in the, the parades and uh, waving the flags as a little kid out the 1942 Pontiac. So I mean, he's the one that got me really into antiquing, and it's just something my family we love to do together.
1: Love North it. North Carolina is what you would call a target-rich environment
0: for. <laughs> uh, so
2: the army did me did me good.
0: Yeah, love it, yeah. and. Talk about uh, d- d- um, multi role, multitasking. Marina, you're in two places at once. I love that, Marina. Uh, and hello, Aaron. And Brian is also multitasking. So great to have you all. Indy, who I, I'm not sure exactly, um, we'll see if we can't find a name there, but wait a rep, hashtag Team Freedom Beard. Uh, love that there, Indy. Okay. So, Mary Kate, again, appreciate all your service. Appreciate you sharing a little bit about yourself. And Matt, As we wrap up, kind of get to know our panel a little bit better. Tell us about yourself.
4: Well, first off, Scott and Greg, thank you for the opportunity to come and join this incredible team. Um, I work with both of these two amazing ladies in uh, this industry space and also support the Resiliency Building Leadership Program as well as a resiliency coach and also supporting um, all of our different veteran organizations as much as I can in my off time. But As vice president of organizational development, I'm trying to build processes to even support V2I, find a voice. In the military, I've been serving now for 26 years. And it's a little kind of a a very unique story because I started off as enlisted and I worked my way up through the ranks of 14 different promotions and found myself going from the senior enlisted rank to now an officer. And I was about three weeks ago finding out that I'm about to either transition out of the military and start figuring out what I'm gonna do next, uh, which I'll get into later. Uh, but recently, last week, found out that I get to stay for another four years at least and reach my 30-year mark. So I'm really excited about um, it. It's a great opportunity to not only share what I've learned in the last eight months of networking, which I believe is 100% what we all need to be doing. It's what we're doing today, but also for all the people that are still in the uniform. Don't get discouraged. we are here to help and the amount of voices and support out there is absolutely incredible. So that's why I wanted to do this today and, and share my knowledge with everybody. Thank you, Matt yeah. 20 gosh
0: congrats. I mean from from I can't, I, can't I, w- I wish I could reach out and hug all three of y'all because the amount of, of service and sacrifices that, that you and your families have made, you know it, it means so much. Um, so we re- really appreciate y'all's time here today. All right, so Matt, before we go back around the horn and find out uh, in a small nutshell what everybody does, what's one thing about Matt Brink that maybe some folks may not know? Mm.
4: The biggest thing about me is I have been an introvert almost my entire life, uh, basically keep it to my bubble, I keep it to my family. And for the last eight months, it took me 26 years to join the LinkedIn community. And the folks that have been joining me and and connecting with me on LinkedIn have been astounded by the fact that I've been an introvert and that I've been about taking care of my sailors and taking care of my folks and my family. But now they're realizing that I have a voice too. So I'm very, very passionate about helping others and being a father of two amazing little children and one of them being a four-year-old who's keeping me young every day. So... (laughs) That's right there, and I can't wait to get them out on the golf course and show them that. That's how you don't slice the ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Brilliant. share that with me, too. I, I, I'll pay for that secret secret of life. <laughs> All right, so, Greg, uh, I want to get you in just for a couple of quick comments before we go back around the horn, and then we're going to pose some questions. But what, what do you say? The, the three folks have spent so much of their life giving back and, and serving our country.
1: You know what I say is somehow they look really young for the amount of years they've all served. So <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's hard to believe. Um, so I don't know who's connected to to uh, U.S. military marketing, but...
0: <laughs> <Seriously>, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> too young. Right. that's a great comment hey um all right so really quick so we want to get we want to pick your brains on some uh some veterans issues and topics and subject matter that that veterans and non-veterans alike are really curious about so but before we do that uh and marina we're gonna come we're gonna circle back around to you what are you doing now uh you, you shared a little bit about the program you're in shared a little bit else but what are you doing for vets to industry
3: so what I'm doing now is um, VP of marketing. Um, so with that, it's a lot of, um, you know, telling everybody about the events that are going on, making sure that we're, you know, getting our name out there, um, you know, having people come to to our events. We have uh, one coming up here on the 14th of November. Um, the It's our 11th Vets to Industry Virtual Networking Circuit event very long name um but it's you can find it on eventbrite the you just look do online uh, events and do a search and then you can find it right there it's uh, you know and the, you can follow us on eventbrite so that they pop up whenever because we do them every three weeks um so after the 14th it's going to be december 5th but then we're going to take a break um and then the next one after that's going to be the 9th of january
0: okay We'll see if Amanda yeah. and Clay can find it and maybe drop the, the, uh, um, the link in the comments. Oh,
3: absolutely. Yeah. You can definitely grab it off of Eventbrite. Uh, you know, I, or, you know, when I'm not talking, right. <laughs> I can find it for you. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'd like to see you do it while you're talking. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, really really Greg, I will, I'll pull out the head <laughs> swivel and I will do it. No.
0: Um, <laughs> So, so VP of marketing with vets to industry, uh, right. lots of events, resources coming up. We're going to, uh, we've got the link to vets to industry in the show notes. So folks can find it. And we're going to share that also as we wrap up here today, uh, Mary Kate moving right along. Uh, and, and I know everyone's got a lot to share. I'm going to try to get all y'all to weigh in and then get to some of the questions we want to pose you. Mary Kate. What are you doing right now?
2: Okay. So for Vets to Industry, I'm the Senior Executive Director of Marketing. So essentially uh, with Marina, I'm on the marketing team. I'm spearheading the monthly newsletter. So we're always looking for writers and content to give advice and tips uh, for transitioning veterans. And that doesn't have to be veterans that are, are currently serving. If you're a military spouse or a caregiver, you, if you are out of service and you're Transitioning because we go through different transitions throughout life, you know, and you want to know about those resources and you need help, uh, you can definitely reach out to us, and um, I'm happy to to get your content in the newsletter to share out to our veterans and their families.
0: Outstanding, thanks so much, Mary Kate and Matt. Before we we get you to weigh in, you've got a fellow whose says he was also he is an extremely strong introvert. Also, Matt, although I'm young, I also started just a few months ago on LinkedIn. So birds of a feather for sure. All right. So Matt, what are you doing right now?
4: So for Best Industry, I'm the vice president for organizational development. And uh, a reason why I wanted to choose that is because what I do in the military is I help process improvement at, at the level that I work at. So what that means is you go into an organization and you find ways to do things better. And there's already, Best Industry is an incredible organization with a lot of talented people. So my job is basically just to kind of harness everybody's talents and try to figure out how we can do things better. And that's all by teamwork, which is what I deliver every single day in my military profession. So why not take that into the civilian community and help out veteran organizations like V2I? And so I support uh, Brian Arrington and uh, Randy Rick um, and, and uh, Bruce Thompson and the, the the triad of, and Brian Hsu and those folks that, that really start figuring out how can we get this to the next level? So more of like a QA role, uh, role as well.
0: Love it. Uh, So much here, uh, Greg, to kind of peel layers back. uh, But I know we've got some questions that we've gotten from members of our community, right?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, what I think is so impressive is that you all are taking the initiative from the inside. We have heard, as you know, we do this veteran voices thing pretty frequently. And we have heard so much confusion from veterans getting ready to transition. And I think this, as a consolidation point, is a fantastic service to those who have served us, and it, it allows, I think, for you know, kind of a clearinghouse to say, "Hey, if this is where you're headed, these these are the outfits that can that can help you." So, I really applaud what you guys are doing from the military standpoint. But I, I think it's valuable for and you know, because this is what we've also heard enunciated pretty clearly: is how can Industry, how can industry get involved with vets? How can they, what's, you know, any tips or insights that you have for people who are interested in hiring or selecting or nurturing vets as they do transition out of the military into industry?
3: Um, I think the first thing most people should do is go to the SHRM Foundation website. There is a wonderful um wonderful training that they have and you can probably see it up there on my wall back there. One of those it's it. vets at work, veterans at work, um by the Sherm Foundation. And anybody who is an, a non-veteran, aka what we like to call a civilian, right? Um, anybody that's a you know that that hasn't served, it's a great way to To learn about veterans, um, how to make veteran uh, employee resource groups. If you're at a um, a company, you know it doesn't matter, small, medium, large size company. Because um, what I have found as I'm getting closer and closer to the end of my time is that I am was scared that I wasn't going to be able to um, stay connected and have that camaraderie. That is what I found with vets to industry. And I must start crying. Um that is what I found with vets to industry is a family. Like I feel like I belong, I can be my silly self and 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 I don't have to put that military mask on that a lot of people see from us, mm. you know, that are not in, you know, you know what I mean. Um that 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 tough face. Um and, and I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, and, and it makes me it makes me glad that I don't have to do that anymore. Um, but that that's a great place to start and then going to the website there are now let me tell you the reason why this website is great uh, the best century website is because there are 45,000, yes, 45,000 veteran service organizations. Yeah. okay, my brain when I heard that number was like, <laughs>
2: Seriously?
3: Like seriously, like one, two, I can't, yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I that many in my entire life, like, what are you talking about? 45,000. And so I just, when I got on LinkedIn, I just started trying to find out, you know, what are the ones that everybody talks about? And V2I was one of them, you know, American corporate partners, which is a mentor. Uh, you get a year long mentor of somebody like that's in a fortune 500 up to fortune 100 you know person that's going to be your mentor for an entire year you've got veterati um I've got couple, many. i many love that name yeah veterati is awesome <laughs> uh, daniel Diana Rao are the bomb.com like uh, <laughs> love them um i'm trying to think i mean y'all can can help me out you know commit foundation um leader transition institute i mean i could go on and on and on and on and i won't though because i'm going to let mary talk
1: <laughs> so, all right
3: Thank you. Oh, yeah. no, so- thank you. i mean
1: what, uh you know we we have recognized uh, both the struggles of vets getting getting through transition even knowing where to go i understand there's some big 400 page program that everybody gets and um I, I shall not reveal names, but I know that most of them don't read. But so there is, um, but there's also the same sort of seeking, if you will, uh, lack of direction. I think on the corporate side. So how, how do you think companies can help, Mary?
2: I think companies can can help just by listening and and just being out there um, like we I see a lot of uh, recruiters and hiring managers on LinkedIn I mean that's a platform that we're on we're also on Facebook and Instagram and, and YouTube so that if you connect with these veteran service organizations you're opening that door of opportunity to access a plethora of talent not just from the veteran community but also military spouses which offer an enormous amount of, of um, experience uh, from all over the world and and many different backgrounds and so that's why I love us uh, Brian coming up with uh, Vets to Industries networking events because they happen every three weeks so they're consistent uh, we open up the doors for uh, companies from different industries to come to attend uh, from 2 to 7 p.m eastern time and you have a face-to-face in a and, and it's not like the, the very formal, rigid setting, and uh, where you you walk in maybe to a job fair on base, where you're really nervous because there's a lot of rank around. Uh, but being able to do this, especially the time with COVID nineteen happening, uh, that something's available virtually, that you feel connected, so you don't you're not alone. Uh, knowing that these industries have. We are opening the door to these industries. They just only have to reach out and, and ask. And um, they're welcome to to come and attend. And again, if, if there are veteran service organizations out there and they are not on the website, they can reach out to one of us. We can get them with our research team and get them on the Vets to Industry website because we want them out there.
0: Awesome. Hey Greg, let me interject really quick, share a couple of comments. Hosway says after 20 years in the Army. My uncle started trucking like many veterans do, and the amount of values he has carried on from the military is amazing. Keith says, hey, Marina, you can do it. Myself, being an M1 tank commander and platoon leader, I had to not only talk to my tank crew, but also make sure my driver was driving correctly, shooting the targets, coordinate my tank platoon, and keep my boss, company CO, updated simultaneously. I think you were talking about your multitasking there. And uh, one final comment, Greg, before we keep driving. Clay has dropped, uh, Maureen, I think you referenced the SHRM. He dropped that in the notes. Thank you, Clay. All right, Greg, all yours. Well, I mean, I
1: guess, Matt, I'd like to shift the question just slightly since, um, you know, one of the things that I think would be important for folks in industry to understand is what what do you see them communicating to you all about the difficulties because i'll just tell you that what i see is a lot of empathy for veterans but not a lot of understanding in how to deal with them or you know as mary and and marina both said you guys are used to getting your ass kicked for having your shoes tied wrong and that just doesn't exist in the industry in industry so and i don't think a lot of people understand why all the rigidity, why all the formality and all that sort of thing when you come into industry and and a bunch of other things. But give us some idea of some of the challenges that you hear enunciated or that you help uh, companies and professionals in industry who want to help, help them overcome.
4: That's a good question, Greg. Uh, One of the things that I've learned through the last eight months of really seriously strong networking is, when you start talking to the hiring managers and the transition specialists and the talent acquisition specialists, you start to realize that they have a military affairs program in these companies. And a lot of folks that do these kind of things, they're ones that wore the uniform before you. So they understand the lingo. They understand where to translate your resume. So you're not talking in the lingo that's Army or Navy or Marine Corps or Air Force or Coast Guard. It is a leadership, your abilities, your sets, your skills and your deliverables that you can help add value to that company. So when when the two mirror up, it's not about the rank that they held in the military because that's great for what you did in the military. But what I've really learned is, it doesn't matter if I have 26 years in the military, I can't just join an organization and say, well, I've led a hundred people in this uh, organization and done great things and had all these great successes. What am I going to do joining this group? So one of the things that Marina and Mary-Kate and myself are all in is a a transition assistance program called 4Block. And 4Block, it really helps you understand the value that you need to learn about yourself, not only your elevator pitch, but also your ability to say, this is what value I add to your organization. So we get lost in translation quite a bit in the military of, I'm really good at this specific job and I can do it anywhere because I'm a leader. But when you join the civilian sector, it's not about just being a leader. It's about what kind of skills and, and, and trade values can you add to my organization to make me better? So another name drop is candorful When you start doing the interview process, you can actually get hold of candorful and start setting up online interviews where you can figure out how to translate those skills. So there's a lot of... I have, there's a lot of organizations out there that honestly I just did not know about. And, um, when I was doing my job seeking, I was looking at Northrop Grumman and, and Amazon and, 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 uh, Martin. And it's amazing when you go on LinkedIn, how many people want to help you and mm-hmm. you have to ask. Very true. And when you go in there with a the genuinality of I'm asking to join your network, just to learn and, and get some interviews, mm-hmm. processes and things like that. It's amazing how many people want to help you out. So, Um, You know, folks like uh, Sam and and Ray Domingo uh, of Amazon and Lockheed Martin, both of them, they do things like this all the time on their own. And if folks like that are out there, but you don't know unless you ask. So that's what. In
3: Mill City.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's, you know, one of the things that you said that's uh, really important there is, is that kind of translation is uh, not not, it's not what you did necessarily. It's what you learned or what you took away from it. Right. Because I, and I think this is not on the vets, by the way, but not being a veteran myself, I I think it's really hard for those of us who've never been in military. Even if you've been in a military family, you've never been on that, that side of the wall. Right. So, um, I I think it's really difficult for people to go, okay, let a hundred people taught them how to whatever right? Um, throw grenades, whatever it is, right? How do I translate that into my organization? And I think the veteran has to, and and these organizations that help with that are so valuable in helping to create that translation because most people who've never, who are lifelong civilians, those of us who've served as lifelong civilians, we don't get um, how to translate that. And even though, as you said, Matt, there's a lot of empathy and understanding and desire to help out there, the language barrier is substantial. Mm.
0: Right? Good point. Good point. And, and I want to pull out along these lines. Keith says, excellent point, Matt. The hardest thing for a vet is to know how to translate your military skills to a civilian skill that will help the company you're applying exactly. to overcome some sort of challenge they are facing. So good point there. All right. So much good stuff here, Greg. fed, right. Yeah. AM- They need to be spoon fed. So I I think, you know,
1: as a vet, don't be afraid to say this. This is what I you know, these are the skills that I have. And of course, study up on any company that you talk to to say, if this area is a problem for you, I can help you with that.
3: Yep. And there was one that I I just thought about that we forgot to mention when because uh, Greg you made a great point about you know there's all these different uh, companies or not companies but nonprofits that can help with the resume at Hire Heroes USA yeah actually course. both Matt and I have the same guy for our for our resumes yeah so. Um, and, yeah, Clay so and
2: still serving f- veterans too. Still serving veterans me. I
3: don't know, Clay. How are
4: you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Clay hard.
0: actually, Clay's got a drone army that's all tuned in and is helping us out with the live stream here today. So he's on it right. out here, and nice. Marina is she's prompting him. That's how. So you know, there's
4: our heroes. On our heroes. There's hiring heroes, and there's hiring our heroes. Yes. yes. And Hiring Our Heroes is the resume support team that really, I had so many people reach out and say, well, I don't know how to do a resume. And I was working with um, Marina. That was one of the things that that was driving her crazy was the resume piece. And we were helping each other back and forth. And it was like, wow, you have the same person I do. Amazing. And they do wow. it for free. Wait,
3: wait. So, I think you got it backwards. Did you say Hiring Our Heroes? Hiring Our Heroes is the fellowships. Higher heroes USA Higher. is the real.
0: Yeah. so I want to share this. Uh, uh, I know there's so many resources out here and and, and, and Greg's gonna do another loop through the panel to get some best practices uh, for transitioning and and beyond the resources and and kind of moving up. But Aaron, who again, we just interviewed um, and published it last Saturday, says Keith Duckworth, uh, truth, translating military achievements into se- uh, civilian terminology, huge challenge. Staying focused on results versus actions was helpful. Money saved, KPIs improved, etc. pretty universal. Yep. Uh, and Aaron goes on to share um, in his interview uh, a lot of great information, such as once you complete your resume, doesn't mean you're, you, you've crossed the finish line. It's got to be a living and breathing document. And as you add achievements, right away, add it in there and constantly look for ways of, of how you can optimize it. So great points there from Aaron. Uh, Clay also says, Atlanta here for if you're in Metro Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. is a city, shi- um, shining city on the hill for how uh, a, a, an organization that doesn't take any money serves and gives back our veteran community by, by mixing the private sector in with veterans and, and other, other veteran services groups. So Clay, good call out there. Yeah. All right, Greg. let's
3: serving veterans too—that was uh, one that Bruce uh, Thompson just called out. Was still serving veterans. They—they all yeah, they serving do, veterans. Yeah. They, oh,
0: there we go. See, Brian. They helped too.
2: me. Still serving veterans was the the resource I used. Great help, Eric Brew. Awesome. The whole team.
0: Fantastic. And and. Uh, one final note, Greg. Before I promise, I'm gonna turn it back over to you. But one final note for our audience that that may be trying to really quickly capture this URL and this you, you this name here and this organization here. The beautiful thing that uh, this whole team here has done is give it a clearinghouse, vets to industry. You're gonna find all of these these links there, helpful tidbits. These are vetted organizations that are there to help veterans and their families and and military spouses. You name it. So. Wonderful resource. All right, so Greg, let's keep driving with our discussion here today.
1: Uh, yeah, and I'd like to loop back to just one thing, Matt. I think you mentioned an organization that helps with mock interviews. Is that? Can you repeat the name of that organization?
4: It's Canderful, and I'm pretty sure Marina is typing it right now. I, so she, I,
1: cool. I know that whenever she goes on mute, she is also typing at the same time. So. <laughs> um, it, it well, she's confident. doing that, Matt. I got a. I've got a couple other questions for you for. Um, I, I want to do this kind of twofold and, and um, rapid fire, if you will. But uh, for veterans in transition, other than these organizations, I'd love for each of you to talk about any tips that particularly helped you. I mean, any kind of epiphanal moments or breakthroughs that really helped you. And also maybe any insights you have for civilians Um, or that you gained from civilians, or you feel like either helped you or helped them to kind of bridge that gap, bridge that language barrier. Matt, you want to start with that?
4: I'll start off with the tips part of that, Greg. And the biggest tip I'm going to say is break out of your shell. Be available to be vulnerable. What I mean by that is don't think that you're going to make a mistake or that you are stuck in your own ways. If you want to grow, you've got to be able to be vulnerable and and let people help you. If you don't ask, people can't help you. And for me, that was really, really difficult. And also be able to take constructive feedback. It may not be the best feedback that you want to hear. For example, when you join LinkedIn, if you go in there with a military photo, a bad background, your brand isn't known, there's a few people on there that will sit there and tell you you need to fix something, but they're not doing it to hurt you, they're doing it to help you. So my biggest is to, be accepting of, of support that are coming from all different directions. But unless you network and start asking for help, it's going to be a really difficult role, I, I promise. And then for your other piece, um, I would say that if if you can translate those skills in the civilian community, and you started uh, with the statement earlier, do your research of the company. Once you do that, you look at their website, and if they're a military-friendly website or even if they're not, If you just find out what the job rec is looking for, what their culture is, what kind of values, benefits, and programs, things, do they give back to the community, those kind of things, look at your values. And Brian Arrington does a uh, nice uh, teach on this about understanding your five values. If those are compromisable, then then it's not the company for you. So that would be my biggest uh, advice.
1: I want to add just one thing before I ask Mary-Kate. Um, you're going to fail a lot, right? The best batters in baseball fail 70% of the time. And, and it's not because you're a veteran, by the way, that you're failing. Most people don't get so much. And this irritates Scott to no end. Most people, civilians included, don't get even the courtesy of a reply to their uh, application for a job. So, that is no reflection on you. That is more reflection on the process. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's one thing, um, that, that I think helps because it's easy to feel like it's something about you. And particularly when you're going such through such a dramatic transition from military to, to civilian industry, I can assure you, it's not about you. The system is really screwed up. Okay. That said, Mary Kate, uh, (laughs) <laughs> anything that jumps out of you? I mean, do you was there any? It sounds like you might have had some really strong experiences with some organizations that maybe helped you have some breakthroughs, or you've seen others have breakthroughs, or you know anything that you'd like to share with the civilian community as regards veterans?
2: Absolutely, I think part of well for for the veterans really is that networking piece is so important. I mean, you'll you'll bash your brains out trying to get the resume right. And I do think that it's important to have a civilian who's never stepped uh, spent a day in the military to look at it because they'll be able to see whether everything's been translated correctly. If they can understand it, then you've done your part. But then that doesn't land you the job and the networking piece is so Im- important. And I will say to not close that door of opportunity just because the person you're speaking with isn't in the the industry you're interested in. And I'd say that I made that mistake when I was uh, first decided I was going to transition out of the U.S. Army. And I was speaking to people from human resources. And I was like, I don't think I would want to do human resources. But it turns out that they knew somebody who knew somebody in an industry that I potentially interested in. So I would say to not close off uh, that relationship with people, just keep connecting and exploring those uh, doors of opportunity. Um, and I think also with having a clearance, I know we we talk about OPSEC and having that, uh, you know, operational security, keep all that information close. Um, I know I have uh, colleagues that I still serve with in uniform who wouldn't even be on a podcast. You wouldn't catch them. <laughs> on a podcast like this because they're they're more like i don't want you to know what i look like or my name or anything that i do Uh, but it's so important like matt was saying marina's saying to really put yourself out there because when People can tell when you're being fake. Be your genuine, authentic self. That's why I love this industry so much. Uh, we don't discriminate against uh, people. Um, if you, even regardless of what type of, um, whether you had an honorable discharge or not, you know, if you're a veteran, we will to help you find a way. So, um, I think that's just something important to keep in mind that to to just be your true self.
1: That that is fantastic advice. I mean, it's too hard to be somebody else. Eventually you run out of gas doing that. So you have to be your real self. Yes. Um,
2: Especially like in the about section on your, you know, your LinkedIn profile, there's so many cookie cutter words that we like to say project management for umpteen amount of years, but you know, try to throw your rank in there in your clearance, but you know, the clearance and the rank alone, aren't going to get you the job. And it's really important to just, I love, you know, Scott, that in the beginning you even caught me cause I, I didn't say anything about what I like to do in my free time. And you, you had to ask it cause I'm not used to just talking about what the real Mary Kate behind the scenes, but that's, you know, when we do that, that's something people remember about you in that initial introduction at any uh, job fair or networking event.
1: Yeah. Well said. Definitely. Well said. Also, don't feel the need to earn the job that you get as, I mean, in a, in a way, um, you know, I don't know how much you hear this in the military, but a lot of people will say it's not what you know, it's who, you know, that is 180 degrees incorrect to go to Matt's point. It's not what you know or who you know. It's who knows you. Who will put their faith in you, you, the real you, yeah. and who will take a risk on you. So that, that to emphasize the networking point that you've all spoken to, get people to know you. Not get to know people. Of course, you'll get to know them. But get them to know you because people, it's a risk hiring anyone. Right.
3: Yes. And
1: if you know, if you know somebody, you are going to prefer to hire them. Also, if you have a huge advocate, lean on them big time, big time. Don't earn your first job. Get it the old fashioned way. (laughs) Have your parents or a good friend get it for you. It's funny
3: that you say that because like, I mean, we all we all hear the thing of 20 percent of the jobs that are on LinkedIn, Glassdoor, et et cetera, et cetera, et cetera are um are, are are being shown like the other 80% are staying internal so for you to have um a sponsor which is basically somebody that you've networked with that knows you uh professionally and personally to be the one to say you know I think you should look at Matt or look at Mary because they are amazing Um, and here I'm going to walk you past the recruiter straight to the hiring manager, plop the resume on the desk and be like, this is the person that you want, you know? And that's, and that's really what we're trying to do. When we do these networking events, we want people to meet recruiters. I mean, we have big names that come to our stuff, like no joke, FEMA, Facebook, you know, Matt was talking about Ray and Samantha Domingo. That's that's Amazon and Lockheed Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we got big companies that are coming. Broadleaf Inc. I mean, so many different ones that are coming, and they're like, "Please, we're looking for people. We can help you." And I think, um, you know, when you were asking about um, what veterans in transition can do, start early. start everything early. I mean, when I say early, I don't mean like a year. I mean, start looking two to three years. Start your LinkedIn that early. You know, start looking at the companies. I mean, obviously you can't apply to like 90 days out, but start researching these companies and finding out who aligns with your values like, you know, Matt and and Mary were saying. Um, And, uh, you know, ways to work their way up show your value to the company. Mm. The thing about military people is we thrive in in situations where other people might, you know, get a little mm, about it, right? We thrive on that. That's, we've been doing it for, you know, however many years and we can, we can navigate our way through, through things like that. And by showing that, that you can do that, especially in this COVID pandemic world that you can navigate that kind of craziness, that's showing amazing value to, to company that you're, that you're wanting to, to work with. Um, And then the other question that you were asking about the non veterans, um, you know, the challenges of the veteran community I'm gonna say. So hang on
0: one second, Marina. Okay. I, I wanna, I wanna put, po- I wanna make sure our audience is there with you. Yeah. Um, because I really want y'all to speak, if you would, with this last question, mm-hmm. you know, to all, all the non-veterans that listen. You know, our audience is at the core. It, it's, it's global supply chain, right? It's, yeah. it's folks um, in the trenches doing it. It's folks managing. It's folks leading organizations. And while a lot of folks in supply chain are veterans, it's a great. It's just a marriage. Uh, A match made in heaven. However, of course, there's also plenty of non-veterans. And I really want to use this last segment to speak and share with what non-veterans really need to understand about some of the challenges that are very unique to the veteran industry. And so with that kind of, with teeing it up that way, Marina, now please, now that with that that said, speak to our non-veteran audience members.
3: Um, Well, I I mean, I guess the first thing to say is not every veteran has PTSD. There's that huge stigma about that, um, about every single veteran that comes out of the military, you know, and and that's not the case, you know, it really isn't. Um, And, and if they do, it's not something to be scared of, you
1: know, (laughs) we work with a veteran almost every day who has PTSD and he's a madman, but in a good way. And, and he has turned that to a positive. Really, he has. His outlet is thrash metal music. And, and he brings it every day to work. Yeah, yeah. He's one of my favorite people. Um, and he has applied that dogma, that endless energy, that, that um, structure, you know, whatever. Just the mere fact that he survived, he applies that every single day. Yep. So I don't, I agree that it is absolutely not something to be afraid of. It's something you need to be aware of, but not afraid of.
3: And then, and then the other thing is, is, is acronyms, you know, get, <laughs> be kind, with us. be kind with us because we're going to have to forget acronyms. And learn new ones because obviously whatever you're going into, like for supply chain, you know, you've got all kinds of different stuff that I don't know because I'm not in logistics. <laughs> but um, you know, there's all those different
1: but um, most people in logistics don't know them either, Marina. So
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, and that like there's so many different new acronyms in whatever job. Oh, thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that. Um yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that, that, that he liked what I was saying. Um, but, uh, yeah. in, like, you know, I have a, actually a super funny story and I'll be very quick. Um, in, in the Navy, there was this job that is called the education services officer. Okay. Um, I was that for, uh, for one of the, the Naval bases and, What's funny is that there is also, in the same building that I work in, somebody else who is also an ESO, because we have acronym, okay? He is the explosives safety officer. <laughs> a little bit different, right? Just a slight bit. And I would see people come to my office, and they'd be like, you know, hey, um, I need to talk to the ESO. And I would look at them, and I would see that they had a baseball cap on, you know, like the, from the a ship. And I'm like, you don't need me. You you're looking for the explosive safety person, aren't you? They're like, yeah, that's not you. No, sweetie. No, that's not me. So
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, well, it's so your, your story points out just, uh, how, explosive the wrong assumption might be sorry i had to put that dad joke in there but you know we love our we, uh, we love our acronyms yeah we love our acronyms uh we do we love it in the military just like we love it in supply chain and to your point marina we can't assume that everyone's tracking with us uh, we don't do a great job but we try greg but in in all of our interviews when someone shares an acronym that that you know a portion of our audience may not get veteran or otherwise right. we try to say okay time out Share what that means for folks. I mean, I know a lot of times it's me. So a uh, great comment, uh, Marina, so much sh- good stuff you shared there. Um, Mary Kate, how about you speak to our non veteran audience members and, and what should they know?
2: Yes. I, I think uh, one thing, I mean, what Marina said, I think it was like the, the cream of the crop uh, misconception about veterans, but it's another one is, is the fact of, of moving so much, you know, it was the military that, that moved us. That wasn't something that they to think that hiring us, that we're going to up and move again, that we're not able to be stable and to stay in one place. I know it's a misconception for military spouses as well, that they're just going to up and leave, but it's not, you know, a choice for us while we're in service, um, uh, all the time so it's just something that's important to know um when we get out and uh we do bring a lot to the table and uh it is that process is a huge transition for us so that patience factor to, to be patients for us we want to be able to we have so much to offer any industry and uh to just give us a chance
0: love that fair shake uh and you're absolutely right veterans bring so much i mean three greg three folks here can you imagine mountains that these three folks could move, uh, you know, working together and what they bring to the table? So uh, and, and, and hopefully uh, I, I, my hunch is that you're really illustrating and reconfirming that as if it, it needed it. It shouldn't need to be said. But but you're absolutely right. Mary Kate. All right, Matt, what would you share with member with non-veteran members of our audience?
4: So the biggest thing I would share is that we're all came from the same place. We all were raised by a family. We're all figuring out what we're going to do as we grew up. And and the difference was we decided to take the military uniform on. And so what we've learned throughout our military career is being resilient and being adaptable. So you can put us in any situation, much like what Marina was talking about earlier. When you take a veteran on, you know that they've got leadership behind them. They've got ability to handle a situation that Maybe chaos, like we thrive in chaos, like Marina was saying earlier, but we also have your back. So if you give a task out and you say, This is a deadline, this needs to get done, you know, with us, we're going to have that deadline met, either exceeding expectations or at least with questions. We're not going to leave it where we don't get the task done because we don't know what to do. We're going to ask. And that's what it's all about. Like I said earlier when I started off, you know, I started off as an E1, and and now I'm at a much different uh, level. But when I started off, I was just asking questions left and right. And through all the different years, I've learned to be able to adapt to every single situation, every job, every military leader. And additionally, uh, before I joined the military, I was in uh, services. So basically, restaurant management and things like that. Still got to work for people. So just understand that we bring to the table the ability to adapt to every situation. Love that. And I love the
0: fact that um, what, one of the things you shared there is it's okay not to have all the answers. You know, it's empowering oftentimes not to have all the answers. And and going back to what you shared that I'm am going to completely steal from you, uh, Matt, is be available to be vulnerable. All right. So, Greg, I want to circle back to you. Gosh, Marina and Mary-Kate and Matt I hope we can and we're going to try our best to, to shout what they're sharing here on our mountaintops that we've got control of because more our veterans need to hear what they've shared here today. Our non-veteran members of the community need to hear what, what they've shared here today. And, and before I get you to weigh in, Greg, I want to issue a challenge. You know, s- thanking veterans for their service, that's highly appreciated, but it's not enough. Take action. Uh, connect veterans with their network. Uh, Bring them into the hiring manager's office. Take action to give them what they need, especially folks as they're transitioning into the private sector. So take action because words are not enough. Greg, what are some of the cool things that you really appreciated what our panel here has has, uh, shared? Well,
1: uh, you know, one of the things that I think it is important for civilians to understand is that what you're – the most important thing to recognize when you are dealing with, hiring, engaging with a veteran is that you are you are speaking to a person who makes life and death decisions instantaneously with insufficient information Yep, and nothing other than healthcare that we do in the civilian sector is life and death. So imagine how powerful that skill can be in your business. You know, it's one of the things, Scott, that we've been saying for years is makes veterans such a great fit for supply chain. You have to make instantaneous decisions with insufficient information with major consequences. So I I think you you have to acknowledge that that is the number one skill, especially in today's business world. As today's business world changes every day, right, right? You, you it, that adaptability and it's weird i know it's weird to think military and adaptability but that ad, that situational adaptability is so so valuable in this. and
2: that I, diversity and inclusion too greg it's like uh with us like we're we're forced even from day one at basic training we're, we're forced to work with people from all different backgrounds different parts of the country we got people from that aren't even, uh, you know, they're from. They were raised outside of the United States, right? And uh, we we have to learn to work together. And I think that's really something that's makes the military just a completely different environment. Learning how to to work as a team together, despite our diversity.
1: That's a really yeah. great, and I, you know, and another thing that I think I would, uh, I, I've encouraged civilian organizations to think about, to think about uh, military people as a diversity group right don't you don't have to separate if you have a diversity and inclusion program look imagine this is somebody who has learned to live their life different than you have for whatever reason right yes. um, and and if you think about it from that perspective and less about from the this is a military perspective it helps it, it has helped me frankly it helps to engage that empathy as you would for a, a person of color or someone who leads a different lifestyle or whatever, um, you know, a, 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 a foreign, um, you know, somewhat, someone who speaks a different language or whatever, whatever diversity group that you're thinking of, it really helps to, um, to think of it from that perspective as well.
0: Yes, it, but it takes bridge builders, right? It takes those first early adopters that are willing to reach out, include people in conversations, including people in uh, uh, after work, uh, socials or whatever, making them feel comfortable, right? Um, because diver- as as uh, Greg, I can't remember who came on and talked with us um, because diversity probably gets more airplay and lip service than than inclusivity. And that's, that's a shame. But uh, they were speaking to how um, you know, some a lot of companies may get it right when it comes to diversity, but really making folks from all walks of life really feel like they're part of the team. You know, that, that's what we, we can all get better in that, probably. Um, all right. So, Mary-Kate, uh, clearly several members of our team love your, your praise. I'm going to share it again. Your network is your net worth. So true. Oh, Marina. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I oh, I'm sorry. Marina. Marina. Um, love that. You got to keep networking. Got to keep connecting. You never know what what's right around the corner. Uh, a great network's never a bad thing. Uh, good point there. I want to. Uh, so this is come out of right field, maybe. And I, I'm hoping I can share Very Bruce's forward. comment here. Uh, it, don't y'all don't kick me on the table. Yeah, keep Bruce, kick Bruce. All three of these individuals will be available for employment opportunities soon. Reach out to them and see more about what they can bring to your organization. The talent is there. I completely agree. Bruce, the talent clear, clearly is there. Hey, um, that, man. so let's do this. Uh, we could, I think, Greg. We could easily go an extra hour, uh, and we're going to go over a little bit already. But let's make sure um, that folks can connect and 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 know how to connect with each of our guests here today. And let's start with you, Marina. How can folks connect with you and Vets to Industry?
3: How can they connect with me? Um, so. Email address-wise, it is my first dot, my last name at bestindustry.com. Um, otherwise, you could also um, send the email to um, events or even marketing at bestindustry.com. Um, we check, you know, myself and Mary-Kate, we check both of those <laughs> religiously. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, I think Clay had put our LinkedIn, um, oh, hello, there we go. It's yep. me. Um, thank you, Clay. Uh, oh, wow. I'm a ticker tape on the bottom of the screen. Uh, I've never seen that before.
0: There we <laughs> um, go. How's that? <laughs> that's, that's so
3: cool. Um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I just joined back on Facebook recently after a, a sabbatical of quite a, quite a long time. Uh, I'm on Instagram as well. But the big place to find me is LinkedIn or um, the
0: email. Great. Awesome, and we've got uh, yeah, we, we've got your each of your LinkedIn profiles in the show notes. One click is what we're after, uh, Matt. Same question to you, and we'll, we'll circle back to Vets to Industry. But how can folks connect with you?
4: So I would say the same exact thing, but without sounding like a parrot. But it is also my first name dot last name at Vetsindustry.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, and I just ask for when people do connect with send a little message of of how we met. What, what are some of the things you're looking to try to get from me? How can I help you? Allow me to be able to find a, a way to help you. Um, and, uh, and Clay, you can actually make that uh, Brink. That is my full name. I go by Matt. And when I connect with you, I'm actually trying to be more genuine. And we go by uh, my Matt name. So perfect. Thank you so much. Um, but honestly, being, I, I'm very big about being genuine. I say it all the time, and the folks that do connect with me, I'm I'm so happy to help out anybody who needs it. And if I don't know the answers, I know who to talk to to find it. So that's how we can connect with each other. Let's 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 start it up with uh, that that way.
0: Matt, well said. Uh, really appreciate your perspective there. And Clay, uh, great, uh, quick on the uh, the fingers there on the keyboard. Thanks so much. Mary Kate, same question. How can folks connect with you?
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm at uh, vsindustry.com. You know, Mary-Kate's, uh, again, to be personal, my nickname, John Wayne's movie, The Quiet Man. I guess my dad got it from there besides being named after my aunt. So anyways, you can reach me at that email or also LinkedIn is a great way uh, to reach me as well. I'm happy to help. I know I'm not out completely but I do know a plethora of veterans that are already out has successfully transitioned and I've learned so much just in this process um, I can help you uh, we can have a conversation talk about the other veteran service organizations that are out there there's so much that you should not have to pay for uh, because there are people out there that want to help you both military and civilian um, and also as far as the LinkedIn just consider about geographically where you want to go I know a lot of veterans just say you know I want to you know I want to be in Uh, human resources. I want to do logistics, but it's like what part of the country that matters to. So I can help connect you with somebody that's in that area where you want to go and where your family plans to go locate. So you can get that uh, face-to-face engagement. So
0: Love it. And Greg, while we still have our panel here, I do want to share this once again, vets2industry.com. And I want to call out one thing in particular, because while, of course, we set this stay aside to honor our veterans. And again, we need to take action. It's deeds, not words. However, look in the, the paragraph here that they have got on the front page. we got we got to keep our spouses in mind, military spouses in mind. We've got to keep our uh, guard and reserve in mind. We've got to keep those, those veteran uh, military families, the, the dependents, uh, our blue star gold star families you name it the caregivers that, that often get overlooked we got to really uh, make sure we're not leaving anyone behind from these families that have given so much to serve and sacrifice for our country so um, with that said I can't tell y'all enough uh, how how honored we are to have you with us here and how thankful we are for what you and your families have given to our country and uh, however we can help but but <laughs> You are giving our country while you're giving so much back to the veteran community. It makes you feel like, like we just don't do enough. Y'all set a high bar and and I, and we're so grateful for it. So really appreciate it. Mary Kate Saliva, Matt Brink, Marina Rabinick. uh, Thanks so much for spending a portion of your veterans day with us. And Greg, before we swoosh them out, your final word with this incredible panel. I'm I'm just incredibly thankful. This is one of my favorite days.
1: November 11th is always one of my favorite days. And I'm just incredibly thankful for everyone who serves and, and their families uh, and the families who let them or make them go. Um, you know, that that's an important part of the, of the entire ecosystem. Look, whether you're, you're fighting or you're freeing, you're representing America and you're, and you're doing it so well. I mean, so many people um, overseas and in the States and where they want to be and and where and and far from where they'd want to be. Um, it's not it's not a difficult I mean, it's not an easy job. Uh, it's the most important job in our country, I think. And um, it's just so very appreciated. I hope I'm adequately representing that thankfulness of, of the civilian community, um, but know that it's there. Yeah.
0: Well said. All right. So big thanks to the whole panel. We look forward to reconnecting soon. Make sure uh, our audience, uh, we'll, we'll make sure you've got that Vets to Industry uh, link right there in the show notes. Uh, thanks so much, Mary-Kate, Matt, yes, and Marina. You, we'll talk thank to you, you soon. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you, everybody. Happy Veterans
4: Day. Honor. Honor is all here. Thank you right. so much. We're
0: thankful. All right, wow, it's
1: a little dusty in
0: here, isn't it? (laughs) Um, uh, there's so much more of of, uh, that conversation needs to go on, needs to be heard. uh, That that they need to um, that we need to amplify, and um, you know, our team. uh, I'm really proud of, of of just. How important it uh, it is to, in terms of how we act and 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 what we share and what we invest in our in our veteran community, because there's so much that we all can learn from these folks that um, are wearing a uniform, are serving the country while they're juggling twenty other things and doing it all spectacularly well. So, Greg, yeah, uh, well, I think there
1: there's so much that people, civilian organizations, want to give, not give. Help uh, veterans earn. Right. And um, I think this as a bridge organization to prepare veterans and to help prepare civilian organizations to embrace and engage and uplift uh, veterans is is so important. And and uh, look at Marina's (laughs) comment. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's so important and, and so deserved. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, it's not perfect and there's still a disconnect there, but I feel like we're closing the gap, right? I feel like the intent, the intention, as you said, words or deeds, not words, uh, the action is there. And with that action and with that intention, we will close that gap and, I just hope that, you know, as as these events are useful to veterans, that there are some breakthrough aha moments for for people in industry to go, I never thought about it that way. Yep. You know, that would change the way in which we could make our our engagement with veterans more successful. I just hope that this is creates some small measure of progress towards closing that gap.
0: Yes. Uh, And and we got to keep, we got to keep fighting. You can't, you know, we have been, as we all know, been in war and been uh, men and women in, in combat for gosh, way too long. And we can't, we can't revert back to reality world TV. And we got to keep these, these, um, these veterans and these uh, military members and their families front dinner. Uh, And one day is not enough, but, uh, but deeds, not words. Uh, On that note, if y'all enjoyed this conversation Um, as much as Greg and I have, and I'm sure Amanda and Clay have, um, we, we dedicate a podcast series, which that's not enough, but you know, you give what you have. Um, I've always uh, thought, and you know, we interview some of the brightest people that have given so much on this series. Y'all check it out, including Brian Arrington and, uh, episode 16 featured Brian and, and his story, his transition, how, how he founded Vets 2 Industry, he, he weighs in on some of the, um, the, the issues of the day that we've got to talk about addressing. And I would invite all of our listeners to check out that episode and, and, and give veteran voices a um, you know, kick the tires on, on maybe yet one more podcast series. But it's, these are voices that absolutely need to be heard, and uh, it's an honor to be able to facilitate um, their POV with members of our audience. And then one final note, Greg, uh, you know, beyond Vets2Industry.com, which we've got the URL in the show notes, of course, uh, w- we like to think we're the uh, the clearinghouse for all things supply chain. <laughs> uh, veteran vets to industry is an outstanding uh, be-all for veterans and resources, and they do a great job vetting and sharing that information. Well, we kind of do that on the on the global supply chain side, and we're really as adamant as we are and as proud of, as we are of helping to amplify the, the veteran voices out there. The supply chain practitioner voices is, is important to us as well. And that's a, a mission we take very seriously. So supplychainnow.com there. All right, Greg. Um, outstanding conversation. And um, there's so much that I want to capture and bullet point.
1: Sorry. Sorry. If Go we have insights as to the potential that it exists in in military veterans, those were three outstanding representatives, right? We get We get to... We have the honor of meeting so many, Brian and Aaron and so, uh, Keith and so many others that we have talked with on Veteran Voices and elsewhere. But um, I think the, the more of this kind of exposure, the better. Agreed. Okay. Now you can close. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, hey, big thanks to our guests, uh, Mary-Kate, Matt, and Marina. Really thankful for all they do. Big thanks to our audience. I know that, that we couldn't quite get to as much. We had so much to share on, on this live stream in particular. Yeah. Um, we couldn't get to everyone's comments, but we appreciate everybody tuning in and, and all the great comments and some of the questions there. Um, to our veterans, um, we can't thank you enough. Uh, and, again, deeds, not words. Uh, you know, To our non-veteran listenership, Hey, find new ways of serving uh, our veteran community. There's there's so much to be done, and Greg, an honor to be be uh, a part of conversations like this uh, with you and with the team here, Amanda and Clay. And on that, with that team in mind, uh, we're gonna sign off at this point. But hey, not without the challenge. Do good, give forward, and be the change that's needed. Be like Mary Kate, Matt, and Marina, and and action a strong bias for action, action action-focused leadership. That's where it's at. And with all that said, we'll see you next time here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, thanks, everybody.